Awake in the Dream Radio with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness one guest at a time. Welcome, everyone. You have found yourself at Awake in the Dream Radio. Today is Tuesday, the 23rd of July. I am Dr. Dream, and our co-host, who is in a constant state of harmonic convergence... Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dr. Dream? Excellent. Having a great day. Yeah. Today's great. Yeah, right? Even with all the little glitches, it just is like a, I, I predetermined that today was going to be a wonderful day, and lo and behold, even with the glitches and little bumps in the road and all, it's still turning out to be a wonderful day. Well, that's how it should be. It doesn't, nobody should have the outer world make or break their mood. It's all about holding a really just peaceful place within the self and just accepting whatever happens and just trusting the intelligence of the universe and because uh, it all ends up working out. We know that or we wouldn't be here today breathing and joyful. <laughs> I love it. It all sounds good in theory, but I particularly love it when in actual practice it works. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's nice that when you fake it till you make it and you do make it, it actually was worth all that other talk till we got to this point. <laughs> <laughs> We're, you're, I, I'm, I'm really appreciating the energy right now. Yeah. Well, my gosh, it's, it's, it's quite a week energetically um, for all sorts of reasons. Um, and we've had just a great just experience over the weekend. Um, tell, us, tell us about the weekend because that really was an exceptional event uh, this weekend. Well, it was great. Um, Michael Tellinger and I both spoke in Santa Barbara. Um, that was on the 20th of July. And uh, we had, you know, quite a bit of time. I think he presented for a couple hours. I presented for about an hour and a half. His information was incredible. It was just so good to see him um, and Louise. The space was great. Um, center of the heart in Santa Barbara. And then, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed speaking about, you know, my stuff. And it was just really good. You guys, you guys did excellent. To see the two of you without any other speakers, without any other hoopla or anything else, just the two of you on the program presenting, incredible. Both powerful and just passionate about what you're speaking about. Lots of backup to, you know, everything, and yet all heart-centered, heart-based. And it was just like, this is so much fun. And then... To boot, like in addition to everything, we um, had the honor of uh, having uh, Celeste Yarnal and her husband Nazim uh, join us for that event. So, you know, we she's our guest tonight, but um, we got to meet her in person, which is really fun for us. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and we just we had a great conversation. Just so many interesting things that she'll be, um, I'm sure, sharing tonight. And yeah, and then the following day was my children's birthday, so 15 years of uh, mothering these magnificent souls. Um, that was really fun to just celebrate them. And this yeah, is really, let's not gloss over this so quickly. I mean, this is really a milestone. I mean, it you know, it it 
it wasn't easy for you to really single-handedly raise these boys. Anyone who's met them, I mean, I'm, don't take my word for it. Talk to anyone else that's met them. That The comments about uh, Garrick and Gavin are just how heart-centered they are, how, how brilliant they are. Um, they're incredible personalities. And, you know, this is just what people would say that met them at Isetti or in Portland or Mount Shasta. I get this with them every single day, day in and day out. Um, and I know that the, the years leading up to this were not the, the easiest path um, with everything. You had your hands full with twins, but my golly, they, they've just turned out so well in the relationship they have with you and with me and with my, I mean, it's just like my, my family cup runneth over. I know. I mean, it's amazing. We, we've been through so much, and it's just been unbelievable uh, journey. Um, and and I, I, I've enjoyed every minute, but, yeah, there were times. I mean, on an everyday level, it was extremely stressful, not because of them, but because of everything else going on around us. But, yeah, I mean, love is so powerful, and I knew that as long as I just, just love them and adore them and really honor the wisdom they came in with because all children come in with incredible wisdom. I think everything will be okay. And, and, and it, and it is, and it has been. And so far, um, I've just really enjoyed seeing them blossoming into these little young men and just protecting Maya and just really just being totally heart centered and all about, you know, the work we're doing. And, um, so it's just, it's just, it's really great because you just never know as a mother and, uh, Oh, well, man. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you are an amazing, incredible mother. Um, if, if, if I had to, to uh, I was just going to make a ridiculous comment. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to gloss right over it. You are an amazing, incredible mother, and you, the proof is in the pudding, and the boys are the pudding, and they are just such a treat, and they're going to be, have such an amazing and beautiful impact um, in, in this world, it's, um, it, it's really something to behold. Oh, so sweet. And I'm just so glad you're part of our lives. I mean, it just, I can't tell you how incredible um, it's been since you came along and they just love you. And, and anyway, thank you for just, uh, just having a moment to just really share about them. Cause yeah, they had their birthday and, and now we're off uh, to our week. We're in the week. We're here. We are. Um, here right now and so yesterday we had some stuff going on in the astrology and today tuesday we're we're headlong into the week kind take take us into it well everybody oh my gosh i mean I, I could easily say for the next two weeks we've got some amazing planetary alignments i mean you know hello the word harmonic convergence if that doesn't ring a bell uh we had one back in 87 and um there was another major thing um in like 2003, I think, uh, I remember the day real, real well. Um, and it was, you know, these alignments, this, just these stars, you know, there's the star of David, but this is even more than that. Um, there's more, uh, going on. Um, we've had this grand water trine, but now like there's other aspects coming into play and particularly the 25th and 26th are the highlighted days. Um, and the Mayans call this the day out of time. This is July 25th. And um, it's really a day of stillness. It's the birthplace um, for creation to renew itself. And it's a really amazing day to activate and amplify our intentions. 
and um, because it really sets the stage for the next cycle. And, you know, we're kind of beyond time, so I don't like to think in terms of numbers and cycles so much. Um, but at the same time, it's helpful and, you know, it's nature too, but not in the way maybe man interprets it as far as our calendars and um, where we might feel limited by those sort of predictions and, oh, what does that mean? I mean, really the sky's the limit, and this is what this week is all about, to set intentions and to utilize your creative imagination and just really, really put it out there as far as your visions for the collective, for your personal life, for Gaia, for humanity, for everything, your family, your loved ones, all those that are freaking that you don't know that you want to, you know, assist. I mean, just let it, let it all out because there's so many distractions. God knows what might happen in the news. There might be a big false flag this week to bring the energy down. Be very, very careful of all those traps because distractions will not serve us at all because once our mind or our emotional body grabs onto these sort of distractions that bring us down, we then project it into our creativity, which, you know, well, excuse me, it gets immersed in our creativity. It gets sort of coded in there, and then it projects into our reality, and it becomes what we manifest more and more of. And if it's not on the highest level, then we're just kind of like chasing our tails, getting nowhere. And that's why, you know, they, they have these dark agendas, you know, not for us to fear, but for us to watch out for so that we understand the real hooks and what the real game is about. So I don't want to go on too long. Um, the real report is uh, in our newsletter, but the 25th and 26th are the peak days. The 26th is actually the uh, galactic synchronization day. It'll usher our planet into new era of expanded cosmic consciousness through a formal linking with galactic intelligence. Um, it'll inaugurate the new era of the noosphere, the mind of the Earth, when Earth is operating as a fully conscious vehicle of unification. So everything that we possibly could want is here. There's a whole other world that's existing, though, that's artificial, that's going to, you know, convince people that it's reality, but it's not. So put all that aside, you know, seek justice and to expose truth, but don't let your energy sink into that, like, pit hole. And uh, really focus, because this, this, is, this is the real stuff right now, and um, a chance to really get it right. So watch the way you relate to others, you know, keep the energy high no matter what's happening, work things out on the spot, you know, have a sense of humor, forgive people instantly if there's glitches in communication, and just really do it right. It's, this is like the Groundhog's Day. You know, we've played it out over and over again. This is, this is the week to really get it right and set that new energy for the future. Oh, my God, no pressure at all. <laughs> I'm going to be like every day on Facebook. Okay, more. Set aside so, time. You know, do it, do it. So if people wanted to do something, they could easily adjust their new moon ceremony and do a ceremony on the 26th, um, focusing on, you know, what to be energizing for creating, attracting, and manifesting, and focusing desires and intention for the collective. Yeah, I mean, whatever people do this, you know, every new moon, this is, you know, it could be a very similar type thing, but we're just leaving a full moon that happened on Monday in Aquarius. So the moon's already starting to wane. And, um, you know, the new moon's helpful as far as like seed planting because the moon's dark. And of course, we know the moon's got a lot of manipulation and artificial stuff connected to it. So the higher octave of the moon would be our own connection to source and just how we intuit that energy within ourselves. The lunar calendar on, on a 13th moon calendar level works with those higher octave energies much more than just the way it relates to earth and what they're trying to do. So yes, um, you know, a similar type ceremony, but really just make it 
whatever works for you, you know, just really play with it, be creative, you know, have it come from just who you are, what your intuition tells you. But yeah, all about prayers, intentions, dreams, visions, and then set it free and then really trust it. And then every day, just do something, maybe hold a stone that you held during the ceremony to re-remind your creative energy and reset that vibration every day just to carry it forth. Um, you know, maybe a crystal, like, like, what would you suggest? Maybe the ones that hold no negative energy. Maybe tell us a little bit about some of that. Well, I mean, kyanite or citrine would be good because it, as you say, would be poised to hold the least energy going forth because it's not, um, you know, holding on to anything else. Whatever anyone does, they'll want to, uh, you know, do a little thing to cleanse the stone. Um, quartz can be good then, um, but you want you just want to clear it. And then each time you hold it and energize it, um, you know, and re-invoke uh, the, the energetic of that ceremony, it'll, it'll be there. So really, it's just um, whatever stone people have that's easily available, cleanse it, work with it, you know, just, it's just a tool. Yep. And so, yeah, anything that just can serve as a reminder just to keep that energy alive without holding on to it, but just to help reset the energy in case things get a little bit off. It's just that devotion and focus that is needed, but not um, the holding on or the doubts or is this really going to happen? I mean, you definitely want to own it because um, this is the universe basically saying, what are your needs? I'm here to meet them for you. But if we're distracted, then we, 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 we miss this grand opportunity. Um, but of course, you know, if if you do miss it, it it's 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 easy to get back on track by just every moment. Yeah, every moment it, exactly. But this is this is really potent. Um, but regardless, we're creative beings. We can you know really shape and shift anything at any time. I mean, we're artists of energy. We have to remember that. That's that's great. Now, just give us. I know that that people should go to cosmicgaiasophia.com or tourofloved.com. Sign up for the email list so they can get the full astrological report in their email box every Monday. But give us a little heads up, Laura, about like the Saturday. There was some stuff about Saturday. What just what's going on? It sounded a, a little bit dicey. What, what what stuff about Saturday? That Saturday was going to be kind of an intense. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Okay. Here's another thing. <laughs> Thank you. I just, <laughs> I, I know I could talk a lot about all this. So I just, um, there's a lot of uh, different things that can really yank us out of the vibration. That's why I mentioned distractions and things we might see in the news, but really, you know, Saturday is probably the peak day of a lot of tension. Mars and Pluto are going to be making sort of a tense aspect. Uh, we also um, have Saturn making a difficult aspect too, which might actually help because it'll keep us from maybe acting upon what Mars and Pluto do, which is rage and sort of like, Wow, it can be very hurtful. Um, energy can really, really hurt, as we know, uh, if we focus it on harming others because of our own stuff that comes up, or maybe we don't hear somebody right and we just get into reaction zone. It's really important on Saturday to make sure that everybody's kind of in their comp center if that happens, taking a deep breath, walking away if need be, and just using respectful words to kind of hold space for maybe a better time to talk so that it doesn't sort of feed the fire. Really just important to pay attention. Um, there's going to be, you know, a lot of different energies that could yank us into a lower vibration this week. But it's kind of like we have the choice to stay in, in, on a higher level, to really focus on our intentions, to really move forward, to really, you know, know that we're going to be tested. Because just as things are opening up for us, this is also when a lot of the cosmic tests come. You know, we're not just going to be granted, oh, now it's just time to, you know, make it all happen. 
we're going to be tested to see if we're, we, we've, in, we've initiated ourselves into that level of awareness because it's not just, I mean, we're making this happen. So when we're tested, it, we get to prove to ourselves in the universe, are we going to sink into a lower vibration? Are we going to go into the negative ego, the lower emotional body, and into blame and judgment? Or are we going to take the higher road and really amplify you know, everything that's supporting that, that will actually take that energy forward and reward us for it? So we kind of had the angel and devil on our shoulder, kind of like in those cartoons, without you know, wanting to create too much duality. I'm just trying to create a metaphor that there are going to be energies that we can listen to and say, yeah, I'm going to be like that because that's just how I am, without even having the chance to think about it. And then there's going to be, oh, but here's the higher road. Take the higher road. And so you want to just make sure we all do that we stay conscious conscious and we stop ourselves and we and we and we focus on okay well what is the best choice so i I like that all about choice and and just again you know whatever is thrown at us it is a test and always to choose the highest vibration of the path the journey the experience this is this is great now you you've got something going on this weekend tell us a little bit about that on saturday right Yes, um, I'm doing an online conference about sacred sexuality, and uh, that's going to be very interesting. Um, It's going to be at 1 o'clock, and it's online, and uh, let me just see um, if I have uh, some more information I can share about it. I will be doing this with um, two others, and their names are, I want to make sure I say her name correctly, um, Ayana Mojica, I think it is, and... um, Anaya Sophia, and uh, so there's three of us, and uh, I'm going to be sharing my just real deep understanding of um, sacred union and the right use of sexual energy as far as how to really heal the planet and help us to regenerate our health, help us to really transform ourselves on a cellular level and and, and work with it in a way that really serves us. Um, I'm going to get way into that. And that's um, online, and there's enough on Facebook that has been posted about it. But if you have any questions or don't have that information, just message me. I'm sure they can also go to portaltoascension.org. Um, this is, is through Portal to Ascension, and um, it's going to be quite a, quite a good online uh, event. So we're looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. It's important to just point out the distortions, the programmings, and all the things that sort of trick us and uh, – and, and, yeah, because with, with the kind of uh, astrological climate we have this week, I think this is a really good thing to address. So I'm excited. Awesome. All right. And so um, we, we should dive right in, huh? Well, I am so excited for this show tonight. And what's even more special is we had the pleasure of meeting our guest, Celeste Yarnell, this weekend um, in Santa Barbara, where Michael Pellinger and I presented. And what a bright spirit. I mean, her energy is just amazing. And um, she uh, is a PhD and has lived such a multifaceted life. Like a handful of other celebrities from the entertainment world, Dr. Yarnell comes to her holistic expertise because it is her passion. As an actress, Celeste Yarnell has, uh, was the product that she marketed, and therefore being fit and healthy was of a par- a paramount importance. You may remember her from hundreds of television commercials, or perhaps as an actress. Uh, she's guest starred on classics such as Star Trek, Bonanza, Man from Uncle. Uh, she also co-starred with Elvis Presley in Live a Little, Love a Little, uh, just to name a few. Um, my gosh. Celeste's lifetime love of nature and all living things, which of course includes cats and dogs, caused yet another turning point in her life when she became 
After devoting over 20 years to this passion, one of the country's leading experts in the world of holistic health care for cats and dogs. Celeste has written four books to date on holistic health care for pets with a fifth on its way. Her expertise includes diet and whole food supplementation for both people and pets. She's a Reiki master, as well as a nonverbal communication expert and EFT um, emotional freedom technique practitioner. She incorporates in her uh, consultation practice homeopathy uh, with both Western and Chinese herbal protocols, whole food supplements, and nutraceuticals. I know that word. Uh, she's also the founder of Celestial Pets Products Nutritional Supplements, which are used in her nutritional protocols, designed exclusively uh, for her recipes for dogs and cats, and are based on her research and expertise, raising 11 generations of her own championship show cats, which are all raised on the holistic principles outlined in her books. Wow, what an incredible honor it is to uh, welcome our guest, Celeste Yarnell. Welcome to the show, Celeste. Thank you so much, Dr. Dream and Laura. It was just wonderful to be able to have a heart-to-heart hug with both of you, as you said, up in Santa Barbara, and I felt our our energies were traveling uh, along all the same meridians, and I'm just honored to to be with you here today as a teacher and as a student. It is. um, This is really great, Um, and and just loving hearing your, your bio and just everything that you've done. Um, tell us a little bit about, I, I mean, I want us to, to, to bring it all up to date, but, but tell us how you were when you were being raised and, and, you know, what prepared you for, like, these multitude of activities and experiences that you've had? Thank you so much, Dr. Dream, for asking that question. It's one I'm working on very diligently at the moment, trying to prepare a, a memoir and um, fortunately, I'm, I'm blessed with an incredibly good memory, probably thanks to the holistic modalities I employ in my own life. But um, I, I had done some fabulous past life regression work that helped me to really understand a bit about where I came from and where this desire to be an actress, an entertainer, a model came from initially, because my mother would always tell me that I kind of popped out of the womb trying to entertain and um, put myself out there, take, take the risk to be laughed at or to be loved. And it, it did really come from an unfulfilled uh, last lifetime. Many other lifetimes that I lived, um, the ones I particularly took a look at in my own past life regression therapy, I was a healer, and those were the ones that I wanted to look at. And towards the end of um, the sessions that I did with this particular uh, gentleman who guided me, he, he felt, you know, if you go into your last life, that's a very dangerous realm to touch. But I wanted to see my last life, and um, there, were, there, there was an unfulfilled dream to become an actress, And I could even feel within myself that I had a higher calling in this lifetime because around about the age of 25, I I thought, wait a second, it's really time to have a child and to be a mother and, you know, connect to my species, connect to my DNA, to my roots, my mitochondrial DNA. And it didn't mean that I was in the perfect relationship. I wasn't. Um, my marriage was not 
set appropriately to raise a child, but I had my daughter in 1970, and my life just changed dramatically. I, I really had quite a career. It was on a roll with the Star Trek guest star and the co-starring role with Elvis and having won some incredible contests. Um, yeah, you guys might want to look at my Facebook page that's called Miss Rheingold, and you can kind of see some of the amazing things that happened to me so easily in the beginning. And um, in, ni- in 1970, I had an earth-shattering experience that changed the course of my life. And I will be talking a bit about some of these experiences at Contact in the Desert. And my path changed. Um, my message that came to me was it wasn't the right time to continue my acting and modeling. It wasn't the right time to explore my spiritual path, which I was hell-bent to do. It was the time to be both a mother and a father and to connect to the earth. And right about that time, I completely changed my life path as a result of these, if you will, out-of-body experiences, literally out-of-body experiences, where I left this, this world as we know it and got answers to some of these profoundly deep questions, I became a mother and father um, by going back to school, becoming a commercial real estate broker, of all things. Mm -hmm. And for 20 years, um, I put aside much of my my creativity as an actress. Um, I knew that I wanted to write one day, uh, but I raised my daughter and got very much into business. So <laughs> maybe that answers a little bit as to the multiple lives that I've, I've led and the, you know, the, the different paths that I've taken. So that was a birth launch into being an entertainer and then a motherhood launch into being a mother and a business person. Wow, that's amazing. So maybe you could go into a little bit about just your connection with animals, because I know you just have such profound healing abilities, you know, with animals and how, you know, maybe some of the the similarities between humans and animals as far as how we heal. That's a great question, Laura. I was feeling the incredible stress of owning and operating my own commercial real estate brokerage called Celeste Yarnell & Associates. And um, my specialty wasn't residential homes or apartments. It was high-rise office buildings, shopping centers, industrial parks. I was really the first woman, at least that I know of, in the state of California to own and operate her own commercial real estate brokerage with about 30 salespeople that I was responsible for. And the stress was overwhelming, um, being the sole financial support of my daughter, um, running a business, trying to be everywhere at once, I could feel physically the stress mounting in me. And my um, connection to animals really was my reconnection with my higher self, if you will, with with my spiritual roots of where I I really wanted to go. And, you know, I think you, you both can attest to this because... So much comes out of our dream work, and so much just happens when it's meant to be. Um, I, I was studying a tremendous amount about holistic health care for dogs and cats. I had um, 
gotten a beautiful collie puppy and a couple of kittens. And I was taking a little break to really learn about holistic modalities. I didn't like the way allopathic medicine uh, or commercial pet food was treating our animals. So I, I decided to study everything I possibly could when one day I was walking through the Beverly Center, which is, you know, a big West Side shopping center, and there were some showbiz friends of mine doing a book signing. And um, I, I was walking by, and I saw these famous people, and, you know, one side of my brain said to the other, oh, Celeste, you should stop and say hello. One of them will remember you. The other side of my brain said, no, 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 they'll never remember you. You're nobody. Just keep on walking. Then the other side of my, my head said, well, who cares if they remember me or not? Just turn around and go back and say hello. So I went back and said hello to this person that, lo and behold, I had done my first screen test with at um, Warner Brothers, and his name was Jim McMullen. And... I said, gee, Jim, you know, I don't know if you'll ever remember me in a million years, but I just wanted to stop by and say hello. And he goes, Celeste, of course I remember you, you know. And I bought their book, and they all signed my book. And um, I said, you know, I've got this crazy idea for a book kicking around in my head. Um, it, it, it's about holistic health care for animals, for cats. And so Jim said to me, you will never believe what I am doing today along with marketing my own book. I'm responsible to this publishing company for bringing in new book ideas. Would you like to meet the owner of the publishing company and present your idea? So <laughs> having no idea what I was doing, of course I said yes, and went home and got my materials together, and the publisher flew out from Boston, and on the spot they gave me a book um, that – I wanted to call Celestial Cats that ended up being called Cat Care Naturally, and that was my first hardback book that was published in the early, uh, in the early 90s. And it was a breakthrough book because um, I exposed the danger of vaccinations. I exposed the danger of commercial pet food. I had put my money where my mouth is, and I was actually raising my own animals and um, had already been working with a, a particular breeder on a wonderful breed of cats called uh, Tonkinese. I wanted to stick with a pedigreed cat so that we could, you know, trace the bloodline and see the impact of what I was doing on them generationally. And uh, it was astounding. It was like within 30 days of stopping vaccinations and getting off commercial pet food and going on to raw food. Um, it led to my creating my own line of whole food supplements and um, cut to uh, my working with an amazing holistic veterinarian who's maybe one of the top holistic veterinarians and scientists in the world named Dr. Jean Hovey, whom I'm blessed to have as my writing partner. And she and I are the authors of The Complete Guide to Holistic Cat Care, which is available on my website, celestialpets.com. And we've just, can, we've just completed our first draft manuscript of a holistic lifestyle book for dogs, uh, which will be released in 2014 through Rodale Press, one of the largest um, health publishers in the world. So we're, we're very excited about that. But um, my, my work with animals, I didn't really feel complete unless my first thought 
was to work with the animal's companions as well, because if the animal's companions were not healthy, how could I expect to make a major impact on the animal's health? It's, it's like looking at a mother and a father and not being able to understand why the children don't heal. You know, you need to, you need to heal the whole unit, the whole organism. And so um, from there... My, I was fortunate enough, like like you you both, to meet the love of my life in 2009, uh, whom you met, Nazim, and had a great hug with, who uses the name Nazim Artist, and together we formed the Art of Wellness Collection, which embraces people and their animals with uh, an all-encompassing multiple modalities uh, to affect healing on a body, mind, and spirit level. Oh, I just, I, I love how everything, you know, just comes together so perfectly and, and unfolds so naturally. I'm, I, I would imagine, like so many of us, looking back at your experiences, it, I, I mean, like with my own life, I find it almost humorous to see the, the path that it took and some of the things that I did, I, I refer to it in my past lives, but I'm really talking about just other aspects of, of this lifetime. T- share with us how um, the, the, the acting and, and everything, how, how that has really assisted you, because I know all of our experiences give us what we need for the next steps, and, and, and those early experiences with with um, the shows and, and the acting and the modeling, um, h- how does that play in now to what you're doing? It plays in enormously, Dr. Dream, and thank you so much for asking that. You both are wonderful interviewers. I'm, I'm, I'm honored again to have the pleasure of being with you. It really does. You, you know, I think initially people will react to having been a model or an actress as a very self-centered, self focused vocation and in a way that is absolutely true because you are uh, as you kindly shared in my biography you are marketing yourself you are your own product so you have to learn how not to burn out you know we've seen so many incredible raw talents burn out by stepping off the path with either drugs or alcohol or poor nutrition and all the things that lead the physical organism into a downward spiral. So fortunately, I um, had a wonderful mother who took very good care of me and empowered me with um, a tremendous amount of of self-confidence and helped me to learn how to love myself, which as we all know is one of the first steps in healing. It's an constant process to learn how to love oneself, especially when you're coming from a profession where you'll walk out a door and they'll say, well, she was nice, but her nose was a little too big, or if only she was a blonde, or if only she was a brunette, or she's a little short, or her hips are too big, or her, you know, you you hear these constant messages that make you feel not worthy, not ready, until you work on yourself spiritually and that was what I was doing at the same time that I was studying my craft. But I think what acting, you know, I, I think perhaps in psychology this might be thought of 
as a big problem, but it, it gives you the ability to be other people. It's like having the right to have multiple personality disorder, <laughs> have it be okay, because <laughs> you have to bring to each character that you embody, you, you can't be someone else, um, you have to bring yourself to that character. It's merely you in the situation. But it takes a lot of time to be able to make that flip easily. So I, I think that the first role as an actor is to empathize with the character, not sympathize, but empathize with the character by standing in their shoes with all that you are, with all that you bring to it. What would I, Celeste, what would you, Dr. Dream, do in that same situation? So when we move into being, um, when we move into being of help and sharing with others, and when we move into truly being our own authentic selves, I think it does give you the ability to stand outside of yourself and feel what it's like to be the other person and then be able to you know like like we learn in in reiki for example we don't want to attract and have become part of us another person's um problems on the body mind or physical level we want to be able to be at effect and to be able to help them and move them but we don't want to attract them and there's there's a bit of that in being an actress also if you don't know how to let go of that other character, it can be very damaging. And we've seen that happen to other actors um, who've left us way too soon and you know, become lost in um, either prescription or recreational drugs to try to escape from the pain of the characters, the pain from their own life. But if you can slip into another character and feel their life, you can also slip back out and then be able to be at effect. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. You kind of have to self-brush yourself off after you would with, with a healing therapy. Um, so, you know, I, I felt that very profoundly in, in everything that I did, and... I learned that it was very important to be present, to be in a state of being and becoming at the same time. And, you know, I think if you really look at that statement of being and becoming, it sums up every tick of the clock, every breath we take. We are constantly being and embracing the moment, and we are constantly becoming the new moment and embracing it. And um, I, th- I think that's a, a beautiful place to start in our own um, self-healing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, very beautifully put, too. Yes. Um, so maybe could you talk a little bit more about your own personal journey and what maybe stands out to you as the most eye-opening or awakening experience um, in terms of just how it shifted your understanding of just the multidimensional nature that we, we all are? Well, I think, um, thank you, Laura. I think Star Trek was huge. Um, I had always been a student of 
you know, at my own pace and on my own level of astronomy and astrology, I embraced both of them. I, perhaps having been named Celeste and nicknamed Celestial might have helped. But, um, you know, I, I had this huge fascination with all things celestial, if you will. And, you know, being a part of Star Trek and actually learning more and more about the prime directive that Star Trek embodied and seeing Star Trek become this amazing phenomena all over the world. I rediscovered Star Trek in um, 2000, in the year 2000, when I became a part of the Star Trek autograph conventions around the world. I, I went to my first Star Trek autograph convention thinking no one would have any idea who I was or even remember me as an actress. And then I found people that would come to me and say, do you realize that you and your character changed my life? And I would say, what? How did I change your life? And they'd say, well, you weren't a woman on Star Trek that brought anybody coffee. You were, as a woman, a full-fledged member of the landing team. You carried a phaser. You kicked butt. You know, <laughs> You were, you were equal. You represented equality for women. And I thought, wow. You know, and as I started to look at the messages that Gene Roddenberry created with classic Star Trek, you know, I realized that I was part of something that was absolutely amazing. And what an honor to, to be a part of it. Um, it <laughs> one of the things that I was looking for that would close the, that would bring together my two sides and which would of course have been my, my creative side, my right brain side, um, my healing um, ability with what I had learned through all the, like you, Dr. Dream, multiple holistic modalities, mm -hmm. and also my business side. And when I met Nazim, Nazim Artist, my husband, who is, a, as you know, you've, you've seen his website. His website, for our listeners, is nazimartist.com, N-A-Z-I-M-A-R-T-I-S-T.com. And, you know, being married, having found my twin soul, my twin flame, the love of my life, um, I wanted to not only marry us, which, of course, we did, but I wanted to marry our modalities which would be the holistic healthcare side and the artistic side. And one day we both just said, but everything is the art of wellness. Mm. And I thought, the art of wellness. Huh. Wow, Nazim's art, the wellness. Life is about the art of wellness, of finding art in everything we do and finding wellness being and becoming and healing in everything we do. And Dr. Dream, you're going to love this. I went to sleep one night, and I had a dream. And the dream woke me up, and I said to Nazim as, as we awakened, I said, what if there could be something holistic in the paint that you use? And Nazim proceeded to tell me that there was wonderful lines of paint that had been crafted very carefully that used nothing but the best of ingredients, and my brain wasn't buying that. There was something I felt that could happen to paint, 
And the phone rang. And I answered the phone, which often I don't do. Sometimes I'll just let, you know, the machine pick it up, especially early in the morning. So I answered the phone, and it was a friend of mine who was using a compound in uh, a healing modality, in like healing pads. And he expressed to me that the compound that he used was in powdered form. And I said, by any chance, could that compound be put into paint? Like for an artist, like for my husband. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, yes, of course it could. And what happened was, was he sent us the compound, and it's a secret compound, of course. And um, Nazim experimented with this particular compound and utilized it by putting it in his finished product glaze on his paint, on his paintings. This, this compound has a beautiful color, um, kind of a Payne's gray, which has always been one of Nazim's favorite colors. So it added the right dimension and richness to the glaze. But lo and behold, the compound contains particles, if you will, negative ion, or, um, negative ion particles and far-infrared particles that when used in this proper proportion that my friend and Nazim created for the paint, it actually, the paintings themselves with this glaze on them will clean the air of mold, fungus, um, bacteria, odors, but also emit into the ambient environment those particles that help balance our autonomic nervous system that just make you feel good, like if you were standing by um, the rainforest or on a cliff overlooking the, uh, the ocean where that wonderful negative ion mist comes at you. So not only um, do you get a wonderful experiential effect from looking at Nazim's art visually, you're also getting this extra bit of oomph. <laughs> and yeah. you'll see we, we do that to the original paintings, and he also does it uh, – um, on our prints on stretched canvas. Then at the very last moment, Nazim hands me a wonderful brush, and I swirl into that glaze a healing Reiki symbol. So the Art of Wellness collection embraces Nazim's art and the multiple holistic healing modalities that I utilize, many of which you utilize as well, Laura and Dr. Dream. Um, and we have embraced two uh, businesses that we call Conscious Commerce. There are two products that are part of our multiple holistic healing modalities that um, you will also uh, experience firsthand when we all get to contact in the desert. Um, but again, the artistic side of my nature of having, you know, started out as an actress, there was an unfulfilled part of that dream, and that was to be a producer. And um, one of the things that I want to share with, with both of you is an amazing documentary uh, feature length, feature film length documentary film that we're very very honored to be a part of called Femme Women Healing the World. And um, I'm in it as one of the speakers. Uh, Nazim's art is featured in it. And Nazim and I are both producers. 
So that was a dream come true, having um, producer participa- participation. Um, you know, going a- along that personal journey of mine, I have fulfilled the, f- the first step of, you know, having that producer credit uh, featured in the film are Marianne Williamson, Jean Houston, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Jean Shinoda Bolin, um, cast of amazing women all over the world. And um, one of, I thought, you know, what on earth could I share with these amazing women? What, what do I have in me? What words do I have in me that could possibly help any woman in the world be part of the healing principle? And I realized that part of the divine aspect of being a woman, the divine aspect of femme, is that we hold life in our womb. Many of us do. Some choose not to. And there are other ways that that we nurture life. But those of us that have held life in our womb, in order to help heal the world, heal the planet, that's where it starts. Because when I realized and had the cognition that that fetal tissue is downloading the mother and everyone in her ambient environment, the father, the family, the television, whatever's going on, every meal, every thought, every breath, every emotion she experiences, that fetal tissue is like a tape recorder because it's pure subconscious. It's operating on a pure delta hypnagogic trance level. It's virtually absorbing everything the mother and those in the ambient environment um, are, are transmitting. So at the time the child is born, 50% of the baby's personality is already formed. So one of the first lessons I think we all need to learn in life is to forgive ourselves because we really are not responsible for a good part of our subconscious programming. And we've been sold such a bill of harmful goods by believing that we are genetically what our genetic blueprint says we are. Now with the new science of epigenetics, we know that besides the color of our eyes and some other specific traits, we have so much more control, and we can go back and rewrite or overwrite these programs that came into our very being before we had a conscious mind. So we, we have technologies, which I love to share and help people with, like EFT or the Sedona Method, the release technique. I love to help people to be able to release, to rewrite these harmful negative programs and, uh, as Bruce Lipton would say, truly learn to live um, in what he refers to as the honeymoon effect uh, for, the rest of our, for the rest of our lives. The honeymoon effect can be with your, your life partner or it can be with your cat. You know, <laughs> your honeymoon effect of loving yourself and being conscious of who you are is so critically, critically important. I, I like to say that if we look at this mind that we're, we're born with, visualize the Great Pyramid in Egypt, and visualize that our conscious mind is just the capstone 
our creative conscious mind that makes you the beautiful Laura Magdalene Eisenhower and you the beautiful Dr. Dream Mark Peebler, you exist in this capstone, but the whole base of the pyramid is this programming that epigenetically has been implanted. It's cross-generational lines, and it, it, it makes us up, it makes us who we are. We're constantly dealing. There's two Lauras and there's two Dr. Dreams in every conversation. So um, some of these cognitions were just, you know, amazing as uh, we formulated the Art, of, the Art of Wellness collection and were a part of um, breakthrough film projects such as Femme, which um, should be released. We'll, we'll have a theatrical release. Uh, Emmanuel Etier is our producer, creator, filmmaker. There should be a theatrical release and then a DVD release uh, sometime in September. So please keep an eye out for Femme, Women Healing the World. Um, I want you both to see it. In fact, uh, for those who are local here in the Los Angeles area, um, Sam is a part of the Awareness Film Festival, and there is a screening Thursday night, July 25th at 7.30 p.m. on Montana at the beautiful little Arrow Theater. Mm. So um, if, if you guys would like to come down that evening and join us, um, you might want to come a little early to be sure that, uh, you know, that, that you can get in. There is a screening of, of the film at the Awareness Film Festival. Uh, also, Nazim and I are part of another dream project that is a feature film called Unbelievable, and we've been helping with raising financing. There's still uh, increments that are available to those who are interested in, in having a producer credit and financing an amazing comedy sci-fi spoof kind of like airplane but what's so fun about the film unbelievable that that we're a part of i'm i'm in it as an actress and nazim is doing the storyboards and the poster art and um what's what's really fun about it is it's being cast with primarily star trek actors from all the different star trek shows so that's uh another part of you know the dream that I had of producing this wonderful documentary and um, this new feature film. You you have so many amazing uh, projects going on right now. It's just it's I'm, I I didn't even want to interrupt, but I'm I'm sitting here making notes on on questions and everything because everything's moving so quickly. I I need to ask because. Um, I really feel this energy that, that you and your husband, Nazim, have. And um, I, I want you to speak to that because um, I, Laura and I, I, I can speak, I think, for both of us on this, you know, believe that it's so important to have, um, you know, very positive, like high-frequency role models in, in relationship. And it's one of the things that have been missing as the distortions and the programmings and everything have come in. And so um, you two have a beautiful energy together. There's, there's obvious um, just deep honor and respect and, and, and all these projects you're doing. Um, and I want to talk about the different projects, but, 
it seems like everything right now is sort of growing from this fertile ground of what you're doing with your relationship and, and how that's manifesting in, in your outer experience. And so just share with us some about that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, everything changed so dramatically for me when I, uh, when I met Nazim, my, my life partner, my divine complement, if you will. Um, we, we just started learning things together or relearning things together that just were causing us to take these quantum leaps, trying to cram as much into this lifetime because obviously like you and Laura, we missed each other <laughs> by other lifetimes in other lifetimes. So, you know, the, the, the amazing energy bounces off of, of each other. I feel his energy. He feels my energy. Um, so that we can we can rebalance and harmonize. You know, everything in the world works best in twos. Paired electrons are healthy. Unpaired electrons, free radicals, cause cancer. Everything everything works better in twos. And um, I think we found that we were so much better coupled, like a paired electron, than we ever were by ourselves. And it, it's crazy because we sort of vowed that Nazim had vowed he'd never get married. I vowed I'd never get married again, you know. And it was just you, when something is so good, you can't deny it. And when you know that you're better by being together than you ever were apart, you, you do feel the perfection of the paired electron, or as Bruce Lipton would say, as being a noble gas from his wonderful book, um, the honeymoon effect, to being a noble gas rather than a heavy element. And when noble gases are spinning, there's certainly two different energy vortexes taking place, but these energy vortexes end up being the 50 trillion cells that make you guys you and us us. So we realize that we're each a universe and together a multi-universe, we're just wrapped in skin. But, um, you know, like you, Laura, you're such a brilliant speaker. We all want to be able to engage our audience. And the way I think I'm going to uh, open my, my talk at Contact in the Desert where you both will be, and I, I can't wait to reconnect with you guys in that amazing energy, but some of your listeners may not be able to be there in person, and I'd like to be able to share with them a way that they can be there in person. Um, and the website is contactinthedesert.net, and you'll be able to see on that website where we're all speaking. But I read recently about this amazing stand of aspen trees, that cover 106 acres in Utah. Now, you might not think, what's, you know, okay, Celeste, what's so fabulous about a 106-acre forest? Well, there is something incredibly fabulous about this forest, and that is it constitutes the largest organism on the planet because the root system covering this 106 acre stand of aspen trees means that they are one organism, that each tree is a stem off of the main organism whose roots are in the earth. So for those of us that will be with us and for those of us that can't be with us physically, if we just take 
a nanosecond and feel the connection of all of our oneness. We're all on a path to learn. The collective knowledge of everyone listening, of all of us, of all the souls who are part of the paradigm shift, who, um, are, who are very well aware of the dark side, but doing our best to light the light so that the dark side can't overcome us, to keep that yin and yang, beautiful balance and harmony working. So for all of your listeners, they can connect in our root system and be with us. And if there's anything of value that I have said, consider it your food, consider it your water to nourish the amazing organism that we are, not only our entire living planet, but our entire living multiverse where every speck is important, every cell, every wave, every particle, every, everything discovered and not discovered yet. We're all one. We're all sentient. We're all living, and we're all eternal. Mm. And so um, we have, Nazim and I, um, you know, I kind of catch my, my breath in my chest because I would really like to be able to give away everything that I do. But we, we have found two amazing products. One is a device and one is a supplement. After going through, you, you know, you can imagine me as a nutritionist for 20 years. I'm sent every supplement, every nutraceutical that ever comes out, and I'm you know, they, people would love to have me endorse their products and test their products, etc. So in order to have found these two prime directive products, we've gone through literally thousands of them. And two of the things besides Nazim's art um, and my books that we'll have at Contact in the Desert, and I want you guys to come and try it immediately, one is called Beamer, and it is an amazing FDA-registered class one medical device from Liechtenstein, engineered by Germans and manufactured, and the brick-and-mortar headquarters are in Liechtenstein. And this incredible device is a beautiful pad that you lie upon. And uh, I know, Dr. Dream, I've sent you some things about it that you're looking at it. It has a, a brain. The beauty of the brain is that if the technology changes, which of course it will, this particular device can be reprogrammed so there's no obsolescence that's going to occur in a Beamer. But all you do is you lay on this pad for 8 minutes, 16 minutes, or 20 minutes, whatever you have time for, and it improves your microcirculation by up to 30%. Now, and tell us, what, what impact does that have? Well, the underlying cause of chronic disease, some 45,000 different disease syndromes, begins with impaired microcirculation. And the easiest way to explain it, I think, is if we compare our capillary system, which is 74% of our entire cardiovascular system is our capillaries, those tiny little red lines we see in our eyes, right, that are half the size of a human hair. So we always hear about, oh, it's the heart. The heart is about the size of our fist. And then 14.5% uh, – I may have this backwards – 14.5% are our arteries and 11.5% are our veins. Without having it in front of me, I may have that reversed at the moment. But the other 74% are our capillaries. But it isn't the heart 
that's profusing the blood through the capillaries. It's a separate motion called vasomotion, a word that most mainstream doctors don't even know about. They don't study microcirculation or vasomotion here. So if you visualize that there's enough of these capillaries that could wrap the, uh, the, the earth three times, that's a whole pretty darn large organism. So these capillaries are how our nutrients, our oxygen, our energy, and our waste removal are, are taken care of. That's how the nourishment gets into each individual cell. So visualize for me, with me for a moment that we, our own home, is our cell. Where we live is our cell. Mm-hmm. And our capillaries are our freeways and our roadways and our back alleyways. Um, from the tiniest little roads, like the driveway to your house, to our big main freeways. Just visualize an accident on one of these roadways. And let's say, for example, that our food truck, our oxygen truck, our energy, gas, heating, electricity, our energy truck, and the waste removal truck, the garbage truck, visualize that they're all stuck on the freeway so that none of that good stuff can get to us in our home. That's precisely what Beamer does. It has a multidimensional patented wave signal that speaks a special language. It speaks, uh, it's a newly discovered letter in the, in the information medical alphabet. It speaks to the muscle fibers that wrap these capillaries and tell them to pulse again. And they begin to pulse, which begins to profuse the blood, which gets our nutrients, our oxygen, our supplements, our good diet, to bypass the electrical charge on our cell, get right into the cell and activate our energy source to recharge our battery, which is our ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and then help to eliminate the toxic load. So once you can... Uh, improve your microcirculation, your body can start to heal itself with no drugs, with no surgery. In fact, all the energy work that we do is delivered even better because without these highways and byways working efficiently, um, the energy can't be at effect. Our our energy healing um, doesn't speak to these muscle fibers so it's an, it's an absolutely amazing device that has, oh, 40, 50 uh, scientific studies behind it. It's in 42 countries, but it's not well known here in the United States at all. So it's, it's my mission as a distributor of this device. I don't give a hill of beans about selling them. What I want to do, of course I do sell them, but what I want to do is share the information. I want to help facilitate people to be a conduit, um, you know, to, to learn that this technology exists and to not reach for a pill or a drug first when, you know, like Steve Jobs said many years ago, he saw a, a computer, he saw a Mac computer in every home and people thought he was crazy. Well, I see a Beamer in every home because they're not going to become obsolete. You don't need a new one like you'll need with with your Mac when it gets replaced. 
these can be updated. I see the beamer in every home to empower every individual family, if you will, in how to heal themselves, how to keep that microcirculation moving so that we can be at effect in our anti-aging protocols. And then we have found a wonderful omega-3 anti-inflammatory um, antioxidant supplement from New Zealand that's as low on the food chain as you can go from the 100% sustainable New Zealand greenlit mussels cold extracted, all organic. We really love to see people take their Moxor, have a wonderful, healthy, raw food smoothie in the morning, and get on the Beamer for eight minutes and get everything moving again, you know, get that accident airlifted off the freeway. So it's um, very excited and very honored to um, have more than what I used to have to share, which um, was you know, my knowledge through a consultation or a life coaching session, um, teaching people how to feed their animals, how to feed themselves, work with their belief systems on how to help heal them. And I know you all know what I mean when I say work with their belief systems. Of course. (laughs) Um, We are all nothing but our belief systems at any given time. But I'm so honored to have something that I can share that, There are such powerful healing tools, and the other beautiful thing about them is that they each offer a business opportunity. So in today's world, the world that we're stuck with, and of course, you know, we'd love to see it be the way Michael Tellinger, uh, you know, where we we had a system of, of... barter where you know we could we could barter our goods and services and we wouldn't need money but unfortunately we still live with these banking systems and we still live um in this monetary society but because these two businesses are both conscious commerce they offer a way to monetize so if you're a person that loves to share not only can you use the Beamer and Moxor yourself, but you can share it with others and um, build your own avenues of, of conscious commerce. So I, I just, you know, wanted everyone to know about Beamer and Moxor. Well, I'm really looking forward to having the, uh, the Beamer experience. And um, along the way, I have uh, found myself at the, the Moxor headquarters down in Orange County and and met uh, one of the founders and uh, very impressed with the products. And, and I think it's important that when we find, you know, things, tools, modalities that work, that, that you know, we really don't hesitate to, to share them and get them to people. I mean, I think that's part of the process. And so um, well, I really... Well, I wanted to um, let you know that there, there is a second incarnation of Moxor. When you were at the headquarters in Orange County, there was one particular twin brother who was the head of the company, and the company has now been completely reorganized and refounded with the other twin brother who is in uh, Tokyo. And it's a relaunch of Moxor. Uh, the, formula, the formulation changed in, in 2010. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you a handful of those when we see you in contact in the desert, and we'll put you, we'll put you on the Beamer. And um, my website for all of these modalities spins off of 
moxart.com, M-O-X-X-A-R-T.com. And from moxart.com, if you look to the left, it'll connect you to my Celestial Musings blog. It'll connect you to Beamer, to Celestial Pets. So it's, it's kind of a nice little holding tank for um, a lot of the things that, that Nazim and I are doing, along with nazimartist.com. Excellent. And it's just so important to get this sort of stuff out with smart meters and chemtrails and everything that's trying to, you know, really uh, get in our way. So I'm so glad you shared all that. Just such incredible information you have. And I remember the term um, that you mentioned, the honeymoon effect. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? It's a wonderful book written by Bruce Lipton, who is – this is um, a series of books that are, that are life-changing. I think perhaps some of my most life-changing books, I have to give credit to Zechariah Sitchin, uh, Michael Tellinger, T.S. Wiley, Sex, Lies, and Menopause. But The Honeymoon Effect is the third book from Bruce Lipton, the first being Biology of Belief, the second being Spontaneous Evolution. And it deals with, he's a cellular biologist from Stanford and the University of Wisconsin uh, at Madison. And he's a cellular biologist that has become incredibly spiritual by his work with epigenetics and the biology of belief, how we are not our genetics. We are, they are a, they're just a blueprint, but we are the architect of our lives that uses that blueprint to make ourselves the best it can be. And the premise behind the honeymoon effect is how much better we do when paired and how everything in our body is its most healthful. Everything spins in perfect alignment when we are truly in love with someone or with something. And as soon as we learn to love ourselves, even though we may have said we never want to have another relationship, as soon as we truly love ourselves, and it's a good idea to learn how to muscle test yourself to find out if you are in love with yourself truly on a subconscious level, once that's taken effect, you can, fi- you can find your life partner. And the life partner um, can be the same sex, can be the opposite sex, Um, you know, for my money, it could even, like I said, be your dog or your cat. But you need to be in love to be truly happy and healthy on the body, mind, and spirit level. Because, again, all of our cells, all of our, everything came. As soon as the single-celled organism paired, that's when life as we know it came into being. And everything amongst our 50 trillion cells is paired and again when we see unpaired electrons those are free radicals and that's cancer that's when a whole a whole other oprah takes over our being (laughs) which is a pretty darn stupid thing because it kills its host it's kind of like it's cancer is kind of like what we're doing to this planet um and i don't mean the collective we i mean the dark side we which we're probably you know, guilty of in some aspect of having been a part of, but we're killing our host. So it's so important for us to pair our electrons, to be healthy, and to create enough light in the world to balance the yin and yang again. And that's how I see that femme can heal the world. That's how I see that love and the paradigm shift into love 
letting go of belief systems that limit us because the minute our belief systems are so strong, they, they don't allow room for growth. And so we just constantly need to be in that state of being and becoming. And um, I think those are the most profound words I'd like to leave with your lister, listeners is let's be the best we can be and become the best and most open that, um, that we can be. And, right. you know, to kind of remember how powerful our, our words are, that everything we say and everything we think is profound. It, you know, the change, the, the change begins with each one of us. And, um, you know, that, <laughs> that's where, that's where the, our greatest strength and our, our loving community and where we can join our roots, like that stand of aspen trees in Utah, we can join our roots together and be stems from that amazing root system and positively affect the planet and the multiverse that we're part of, along with every cell in our bodies. Oh, I just, I just love the feel of that. Uh, Celeste, I do have a, a, a question for you. I mean, <clears throat> I love that you talked about um, muscle testing, um, how much we love ourselves. Um, just speak to us a bit about how that works, stepping out of loving ourselves from the ego and being in that deeper connection of, of acceptance for ourselves. And then um, just because I do a lot of muscle testing, I'd love to hear how then you muscle test that. Right. Um, you know, if we, if we, as Laura so eloquently said, um, so above, so below, so below, so above, we are this, this mirror of the multiverse, each, each one of us connected by the root system that we've discussed. And although we have this illusion that we're separate, that is truly an illusion, but it's really hard to get past that because, you know, we're so connected to the physical eye of, and, the, and the ego, but every cell in our body is a sentient being. And we are so responsible for the shape that we're in health-wise or emotionally because of the way we've spoken to the cells in our body. Um, just, as a, just to give you a personal example, as a young model growing up, I was always told my hips were too big, my thighs were too big. And it was a part of my body that I was disconnecting from because I remember the obstetrician gynecologist said, oh, you're a gynecoid. And I said, what on earth is a gynecoid? And he said, well, you've got the hips, you've got the womanly hips that are meant for childbirth. You know, you don't have athletic hips like, like a guy, you know. And I thought, oh, wait a minute, maybe I am kind of special after all. But years and years and years of hating my hips, what's the one condition that I deal with today physically? Bone-on-bone arthritis in both hips. Well, as Louise Hay would have have said years ago, you know, be careful where you're holding this energy. And if, if we learn to love ourselves and as we be and become better, our cells can communicate better because they're all communicating. They're all sentient. They're doing this beautiful job on this subconscious level until they hear us get in the way with, with negative words. So, 
you know, as uh, um, some very wise people have said in books such as The Five Agreements, be impeccable in your word. Um, be impeccable to the words that you say to yourself. And muscle testing, um, I, I like to use the O-ring muscle test or just uh, my index finger and my thumb slipping from the smooth to the rough surface for positive or negative. I like to use my pendulum. Sometimes, like, like Laura does, I use my whole body for muscle testing. I just know. It just hits me in my heart center. <laughs> And I just know, um, originally I was trained, you know, with the, with the arm method of kinesiology, of the pressure on the arm. But um, I, as we connect to our heart center and we feel that amazing magnetism that comes from our heart, and again, I've reconnected to the importance of the electromagnetic field through Beamer because that enormous uh, energy, heart energy that comes from us, is so resonant. Um, the lower frequencies of Beamer, the 10 hertz, uh, are the same frequency as the Schumann resonance, the 7.83 microtesla. Mm. So, you know, every, everything about our, our bodies is working on this electromagnetic, energetic field, and the communication between all the cells is so sound. And I, I think it just becomes awareness and muscle testing is a nice little tool to kind of check in on yourself and see where you are. And um, while you're in the act of being and becoming, you can, you know, do a little path to your body and uh, EFT yourself. Um, I'll do a quick demo at Contact in the Desert on a real simple EFT uh, um, technique. Um, one of the things I've, I forgot to mention also for any local listeners is one of my Beamer partners now is an MD, and um, he has an office in Woodland Hills, and he's using Beamer personally and professionally. His name is Dr. Carl Epstein, and if anyone would like uh, a referral to him who has you know, some deep medical issues that would like to work with an MD who's also an integrative medical practitioner It's and, and former surgeon, believe it or not, that he's just, to have him on our team is, is just amazing. Wow, that's excellent. Wow, so you've written quite a few books, and I know you've probably been on quite a journey of just moving from, you know, one aspect to another as far as what you've awakened to within yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey as an author and your current book that you're, you're the fifth book that you're um, going to be putting out there? Oh, thank you so much. Um, again, be careful what seeds get planted in your subconscious mind because they can grow into trees. Um, <laughs> I think the way that I became an author and had the courage to even write a word or two was a psychic came over to my home growing up when I was about nine years old. And the psychic looked at me and she said, you're, you're going to grow up to be an actress. And I thought, well, now that's a dream come true. And she said, but you're going to be remembered long after you leave this earth for your writing. And I thought, well, I don't want to be a writer. I want to be an actress and a model. But the seed was planted. And so, therefore, that day that I was walking through the Beverly Center and um, met 
the authors of this wonderful little book called Actors as Artists, Artists as Actors by Charles E. Tuttle Publishing, I, I thought, I can do this. <laughs> you know, I had been muddling around in my brain this celestial cat's new age um, holistic healthcare book for cats. And I quickly went over to Barnes & Noble, and I saw there was so little written on the subject, you know, in the very early 1990s. But anything that had been written on holistic health care for people, I took it upon myself to start reading as fast as I possibly could. And um, I just kept educating myself. You know, you can't really get any kind of an education in school. You've got to pick and choose what goes into your conscious and subconscious mind when you're reading a book or looking at television or even looking at the Internet. You've got to, you know, be sure that you realize that you're planting in very fertile soil stuff that's going to stay with you. So when I wrote my first four, um, my first three books, Laura, I didn't even have a computer my Reiki energy was so strong that I couldn't get fax machines or computers to cooperate with me at all. So I wrote those first three books longhand. And my wonderful business partner, um, Imelda, of 27, 28 years, she transcribed my notes uh, onto the computer. And when I, was, I, when I got the deal from the publishing company, Corey Books, to write my fourth book, and I brought Dr. Jean on board, my granddaughter said to me, and she calls me Grandma Kitty, of course, having raised 11 generations of cats, she calls me Grandma Kitty. <laughs> um, so she said, Grandma Kitty, you cannot write your fourth book longhand. You've got to get a Mac. And I said, oh, no, I can't use a computer. She said, hey, who, you, what do you mean you can't? When have I ever heard you say that word? I went, <laughs> okay. So I just walked into the Mac store and I bought a computer and I took it home and taught myself how to use it and um, started writing my book and working with my writing partner who was in Denver. So um, that has led us through Rodale Publishing to our new dog book, which is a complete holistic lifestyle book with science and um, spirituality for really people will learn a lot for themselves by looking at all of these modalities that we've tailored specifically for our canine companions. Oh, I just, I, I think this is fascinating. And, and it is true that it's your, you know, when I, I had um, three uh, dogs with cancer come in one week after having not done anything really with animals. Um, but, but the connection between the owner and whatever is happening with the pet um, is so present, is so powerful that, that it's, you, you can't really treat one without the connection to the other. So the first book that you wrote um, in the uh, early 90s or mid-90s, compared to the book you're writing now, the, the presentation style, the, the energetic of how it's being presented must be quite different just because of all the experiences and realizations in that time. That is very, very true. Um, Cat Care Naturally is a very wordy book rather than uh, pictorial. Holistic Cat Care is very pictorial, and I had to 
boiled down both natural cat care and uh, cat care naturally, which was well over 100,000 words, to 50,000 words. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> which is quite a lesson. It's kind of like Ben Franklin wrote a letter once, and he said, forgive the length of this letter. If I had more time, it would have been shorter. Well, <laughs> now <laughs> I know that less is always best. But um, the <laughs> Well, I think the modalities are so ancient. I mean, in my first book, I did something crazy. I, I talked about astro astrology, you know, and I thought the scientific community is going to think I'm out of my mind, but they don't really understand that the first physicians, and the word doctor, of course, means nothing more than teacher, and yet people are so hung up on having alphabet soup after their name, which really means they passed a particular curriculum and wrote a paper on it. You know, virtually anybody can do that. But um, the, the modalities are so old, they're so primal that really in truth they haven't changed all that much, but perhaps my style of delivering them with Dr. Jean's help where we're showing wherever we can that they are grounded in science. So you can, even though this book won't have uh, astro astrology in it, my last three books, Natural Cat Care, Natural Dog Care, and Cat Care Naturally, even have astro astrology. They go back to Paracelsus. They include homeopathy. They include crystals, healing with sound, certainly the raw food diet, homemade food versus what's in bags and cans, getting reacquainted with our kitchens so that we can heal ourselves, ourselves by ourselves, um, supplementation, whole food supplements versus isolates, flower essences, um, every acupuncture, chiropractic, um, energy healing, Reiki, as I said, um, intrinsic data fields, radionics, um, you know, just every aspect that might resonate with someone all coming off of the foundation the physical foundation of we are what we eat we are what we think we are what we drink we we are the architects of our life and consequently when we have a companion animal they are you know a byproduct of our lives and what's so significant about our our animals is that most people don't realize just how sentient they are by being so present in the moment and many of them know how to take a disease that rightfully belongs to the animal companion they take the cancer themselves and the animal companion will first see that the cancer that really should have been growing in them is growing in this kind animal being's body to act as a wake-up call to show them the life that they're living that's causing this cancer. And it's terribly important to stop blaming others for what's happened to us. It's a mm -hmm. big, big lesson that to take full responsibility, if we got ourselves and our animals into this shape, we can damn well get ourselves out of that condition. And the yeah. greater we, the more time we spend on developing that belief system to realize that we are each a god and goddess of our own universe, then that is, that's a very empowering feeling. And, you know, loving oneself and respecting oneself can, can come from that quite brilliantly. So 
I think these are lessons because of the negative program that we programming that so many of us, you know, myself, I'm sure you guys, there's always these bugs, these viruses that we, mind viruses, these memes that we have to constantly get up, get them into the daylight, look at them, and overwrite them. And that's what's so brilliant about EFT. If um, I could maybe lead everybody on a little exercise. Oh, um, wow. Just sure. put, uh, shall we call it the heel of your hand, you know, right where your wrist is? Um, if we took our wrists and we tapped them together like we were clapping our hands, you could pick anything you want to work on um, and make it very personal. You could make it, I want to lose weight. I want to be, make it something very specific. I want to heal my hips. Um, whatever it is, you can just start a very simple EFT exercise is to applaud yourself with, with your wrists. Just tap them, not so hard that you hurt yourself. Tap them together. We can all take one big in through our nose, out through our mouth, cleaning breath. And we can say, even though I am physically, emotionally, and spiritually dealing with state your problem, even though this is a huge problem and I recognize that it's it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. It's something that I may not have dealt with perfectly. Even though I'm, I'm dealing with state the problem, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Take a cleansing breath. Take it one more level. Take it a little deeper. Even though I have a profound guilt about this or that state your problem. Keep tapping your wrists together. Keep breathing nicely. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself in this present moment and know that in my next breath I can be better and stronger and more authentic and more helpful and more connected to every cell in my being and every cell in this multiverse. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Nice, deep, cleansing breath. Those near getting a little glass of nice water in you, it helps to, to drink some water. You can do that with two fingers. You can do it on the bus, in the car, while you're driving. Do it instead of texting. Take a moment and tap your uh, index finger to your thumb if that's all you can do. And deeply and profoundly accept yourself in this moment and be the change that you wish to see in the world and in yourself with your next breath. And tap it and release it and reprogram with this emotional freedom technique the new blueprint that you want to live your life. This is wonderful. Thank you for sharing this. And this and this works for when you know we might feel triggered by others or upset by those that are in our field too. Absolutely, and you can even act as a surrogate for your pets. You can tap on yourself by using the name of someone else you love, a pet, a plant, a relative. Um, 
you know, you can you can connect with some nonverbal communication. Um, the, we we have these skills. We all have these skills. We just need to wake them up. You know, they're they're sleeping. We could all speak to each other before we had language. All of our cells are speaking constantly. So we have this profound, deep, sentient connection to all life. And like you just said, Laura, you can do it anywhere, anytime. You just need to wake yourself up to do it. Mm. And it's especially important to do it if you do like all of us do, we feel down and we'll say something negative or, oh, you know, and, and you know that those are those ancient programs that go back to what we felt and what we experienced in the womb. And um, I, I, I wanted to just carry what I said about the, um, the fetal tissue downloading everything that the mother is thinking and eating and drinking and doing. When the baby is born, they're moving from that delta brainwave state into theta, for about the first six years of a child's life, up to about age five to six, they're in theta. That means that they're in a pure state of imagination, and that's when you can talk to animals. That's when you have tremendous empathy with other life forms without the ego of the eye getting involved. It's at age six that our alpha waves kick in, the calm consciousness of alpha waves where we begin to recognize that we are this we have this veil this 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 veil falls over us and we think we're separate up until then we're all really quite oneness but at age 6 there's the separateness that that's why the um Jesuits were so famous for saying give me the boy and I'll make you the man because if you gave the Jesuits uh, uh, your your child around age six, and the Jesuits had that child till age 12, or any group, any religious group, any order, cult, anything, whatever, that period of time um, is where uh, up till age six, you've been subconsciously programmed, and then between six and 12, you're being consciously programmed. And the longer we've been consciously programmed, the more work like EFT or Sedona. There's a whole list of wonderful technologies. I'm sure you guys know more about many of them than I do that are in the back of Bruce Lipton's book, The Honeymoon Effect, which are wonderful technologies. Just like a computer, we have the ability to rewrite ourselves. We have the ability to cure ourselves and to heal ourselves, just like we have the belief system that we can't. What's wrong with forming the belief system that we can? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Really incredible. Um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes just maybe in your peer groups or just maybe even in Hollywood. Can you talk about some of the changes you've seen that kind of give you clear indications that humanity is indeed waking up and that we're on a good track or maybe reasons that are what you see might be getting in the way? <clears throat> I think... I think one of the greatest portals that we have today, and people are going to laugh at me for this, is Facebook. I think we've created a universe within Facebook where like-minded souls and ascending souls can find each other. And whenever some darkness appears, that magical delete button is at our fingertips. 
And I, I know I usually give people a chance to kind of resettle and rebalance before I delete them. I think that's happening. I think in every aspect of business, politics, religion, um, health, medical science, everyone is stepping through this portal to communicate with those that they find a kind of common water level with. But every now and then you connect to someone else that might catch you at the right moment to take a tiny little step to learn something new and maybe be able to release something that's holding you back. So it's happening in the entertainment world. Um, it's, happening, it's happening all over. And there's so many conscious films that are being made. I'm sure we've all watched some of them where we're sending out very clear messages that if we don't do something quickly, then it, it, it just, we may just be on a, di, uh, you know, on a downward spiral that we can't get out of. So we have to be really responsible that every single one of us mm. can make a difference with just our thoughts. We have that kind of power. So in order to be at effect against the chemtrails and uh, Building 7 coming down, you know, all of the stuff that we've, all of the stuff they've tried to feed us, you know, all of the um, spying on us, all of the controls, all of the freedoms, with, you know, we, the dark side of politics, of what's going on in the world, we have the ability to overwrite that with our thoughts and our positive actions. Mm. So if everybody takes, you know, if we all take a breath and reach a little more towards the sun, like the stand of aspen trees, all connected by their roots, if we look at each one of us connected by this root system that wants to leave behind positive energy and change, if we just grow a fraction and reach towards the light with our thoughts, with our actions, with our love, with caring about each other, and stay on the growth and learning path, um, the things that scare me a little bit are, <laughs> a little bit, are obviously fluoride, the mind control, the whole dark side that I don't, I don't even want to give it power by talking about it. You know, we know it's there. We, we get that on the Internet. We get our news on the Internet. Most of us are now bright enough to know that we don't look at the news on television. That's not news. That's canned information and brainwashing. And they're facilitating our organism to be easier to brainwash with fluoride, with chemtrails, with GMO, with pesticides, you know, we're, we've, we have to rise above it with our thoughts and with our conscious commerce. Be sure that every dollar that you spend is spent on conscious commerce. Take a look at the list of the people who are supporting GMO and don't spend your money on them. You know, make your feelings profound courageously and clearly and um, be the change that you, that you want to be, and I think actors and actresses and those who who are blessed with 15 minutes of fame have to realize that this is a tremendous responsibility because 
people will listen to what we say because of our 15 minutes of fame somewhere. That's a tremendous responsibility, and it's very important to use it wisely, to not talk at people, to be sure to listen to where they are and what they have to say, and use the empathy that I spoke of as from my early acting training. Use that empathy and be an empath to understand where they are, to guide when they're open to being guided. People come into your life, as my husband so eloquently says, for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Not, not any particular one of them is right or wrong, but you might just touch someone's life. I might touch someone's life just with one word or two that I've said today to those who are open enough to receive it. And I only wish that I could receive all of the fabulous knowledge and life lessons that you have collectively and that all your listeners have. Because, again, can you imagine the power that we have together with the collective consciousness, wisdom, and knowledge, and light that we can share? That gives each one of us the true power to be the change we want to see happen in this world today and leave a legacy behind. This is great. It's just all so empowering that everything takes us back to that it it really is us and to take responsibility and then to to be that from, from that perspective and to hold that energy and know that we affect all of this. And so I'm just um, so pleased to hear all of this from you and having met you and we get to have more time with you. Now, um, we've been talking about Contact in the Desert. Tell us a little bit more about that and then anything else that you have coming up that our listeners should be aware of so um, they can uh, find you. Oh, you're so wonderful to (laughs) to allow me to share. If people are interested in our pet work, that's celestialpets.com, C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-P-E-T-S.com. And that's where folks can get get my holistic health care books for dogs and cats. Um, Coming up Thursday night, we have the screening here in the Brentwood, Santa Monica area at the Arrow Theater at the Awareness Film Festival, 730 on Montana Avenue. Um, I I don't have that website readily available at the moment. Um, I might, as I continue to talk to you, be able to find it. Um, My husband is here. Oh, yes, he's just given me a little note. Again, uh, a lot of the things that we do can be found at Mox Art. Um, Contact in the Desert is August 9th through 11th at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center. The website is contactinthedesert.net, where we get to not only hear me divulge for the first time an ET, a very unique, very odd ET experience that I've had that I'm I'm going to share for the first time. I'm coming out of the closet, if you will, (laughs) to share some personal things like like Laura I like to get myself out of the way when I'm trying to to do talks but in this particular case I'm going to you know use this life experience to as a method to connect with folks um Nazim and I will be vending uh the art of wellness collection his beautiful paintings the beamer device Moxor, some of my books at a heroine's journey 
And that is the weekend of September 23rd. Kathleen McGowan is presenting um, multiple workshops up at the Crown Plaza. And uh, those of us those of you that want to connect with me on Facebook, I can direct you also to a lot of these different sites. I have a public and a private page. The public page is just Celeste Yarnell. Um, the, uh, this is a, an amazing workshop that takes place that weekend. So those are the two in-person events that I have scheduled so far, is Contact in the Desert and uh, Heroine's Journey. Um, and then we do, as you guys do, we do uh, holistic life coaching consultation sessions via phone for, you know, a, a, a fee, of course. <laughs> we have to monetize what we do in life to, to, to stay solvent, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and those appointments are booked through celestialpets.com. I would love to have everyone take a look at my blog, my WordPress blog, which is celestialmusingsblog.com. And um, I share all kinds of things there that I, I think are helpful and, and interesting to share. So oh. what have I left out? <laughs> <laughs> well, my gosh, thank you so much, Celeste, for all the amazing work you do and for being such a bright light. And you're such an incredibly warm and loving soul. I mean, I, just from the minute I met you, even I think I met you on Facebook first. It was just it was just that feeling just hit me so so deeply and it's just been wonderful having you on the show this has been an amazing show so thank you so much for joining us oh it's it's truly my honor and my pleasure to uh to share and learn uh all at the same time and that's my advice just grow like each one of those stems that form that stand of aspen trees let's stay connected in our roots Mm -hmm. and reach the light Beautiful. And we'll see you and Nazim at Contact in the Desert. Coming right up. It's going to be great. I hope a lot of your listeners will be there, and if they can't, that they can connect with you through our various portals. Excellent. Take care, and thank you. Thank you. Bye, Celeste. Bye, Laura. Bye, Dr. Dream. Bye, dear. I'm telling you, that's Celeste Yarnell. It's, it's she is so it, it's all so empowering and just how I, I just love the stories of these these journeys that just kind of take us all over give us all the tools we need for wherever we land in the moment and she's she's all about that and doing so incredibly well and touching so many people yeah it's it, it was great to meet her it was so wonderful to have her on the show so many different things she shared that are so useful um for our energetic bodies right now i mean on so many levels she covered a lot of the inner stuff and some great you know technologies and tools yeah that was incredible and really look forward to contact in the desert where we'll be able to see her again yeah and absolutely. she'll be sharing um things that she wasn't able to share in this show it's going to be very interesting to hear um her coming out, like she mentioned in the show. Right. I was like, I really wanted to get her to tell the story now, but we realized that uh, she's really holding it for, for contact in the desert. But um, they, she's got such wonderful information. And then also, you know, on the deeper level, as we meet people, um, we get to see them in different environments and not just on Facebook or their, you know, sort of, um, you know, how they present themselves in social media. It was so nice to meet her and to meet her, um, her husband, Nazim, and to, to, you know how you can just 
sense what a, what people's relationship is by how they interact energetically. It was at such a beautiful level that um, I really resonated with that reflection. Oh, yeah. I love the reflections we've been you know, coming into contact with because it's just so heartwarming. And yeah, I totally felt it from them. It was just like, yay. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Lots of light, lots of love, lots of <laughs> just really good energy. And that's, that's really where the gold is. You know, pe- people, you know, might think it's money. Um, I think it's the souls that just really shine and are authentic and uh, really understand, you know, to not take love for granted and to really hold it on the highest level. It's, it's a really good thing. It sure is. And so <clears throat> we've got some great things coming up also. We've been talking about it because Celeste has been on, but contact in the desert um, August 9th through 11th. Hey, listen, everyone. If you go right now to touroflove.com and click on the link that says click here to win tickets, they've not shut down my um, uh, the giveaway that, that they're they're doing through my page and so you know go there sign up see if you can win the tickets um they gave away laura's uh, about a month back and um i believe they'll be shutting mine down any day now but yeah i just checked it it's still up so this is an opportunity for people to win tickets to that and then we're a little bit quiet we'll have some other things coming up uh that we'll be announcing next week in uh, southern and northern california but um We've got October 4, 5, and 6 in Sarasota, Florida. It's the first annual Return to Atlantis conference, and this is being put on by Helene Lipson and Greg Prescott of um, M5D Events. And um, this is really going to be something. Uh, Lisa Renee, Teal Scott, Tom Lesher, Andrew Bartis, um, and the two of us, Friday night, New Moon Beach Galactivation. I mean, whoa! And then another beach party on Saturday night. I'm telling you. And then Sunday night, a drum circle. Um, and then the speakers during the day. And we're, it, it's 99% quartz crystal sand um, is, is where this is taking place. I'm telling you, it's outrageous. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. And so, um, and if you can't make it, only 90 tickets available, much less now, but that was the, the capacity was only for 90 people. There will be a live stream, so you want to sign up for that. And then October 11, 12, and 13 in Detroit, Michigan, we're going to be at the Awake and Empowered Expo. This is going to be fun. I really, I, I've got good friends in Detroit. You and I have never been there together, and um, Ethan Fox and, and uh, Michelle and the whole team are really putting together uh, quite an event with this one. Yep, it's going to be good. So lots of fun. And then, of course, at um, the end of or at, uh, November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, yeah, 8th through 11th in Palm Springs is the Star Knowledge Conference 11-11 event. And... Um, this is one of our favorites um, each year, the big conference for Star Knowledge. Last year was in Phoenix. There were 1,000 people. Um, talk about like-minded family coming together. This is it. If you're drawn to it, uh, go to the site now, uh, tourofloved.com or cosmicgaiasofia.com, and um, sign up. There's a, still a discount going on right now for that. And that will also be live streamed if, if you can't make it. 
Yep. And so um, we will announce tomorrow our guest for for next week and and the week after we have Pam Grout. Um, things are things are good. We're 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 having a lot of fun and really embracing everything that summer has to offer too. Yeah. Totally. So enjoy the week because uh, this is a good one to really just create a lot of change. That's for really sure. Really good change. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for showing up and for listening and for sharing these broadcasts with your friends, family, and those in your immediate circle. And we'll look forward to all being here next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.